Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Ukrainian Field Notes with Gianmarco Del Re for Resonance FM. Ukrainian Field Notes started off as an ongoing series of interviews with Ukrainian artists for the experimental music website A Closer Listen. As we are now approaching the anniversary of the full-scale Russian invasion of February 24th, I would like to thank Peter Lansley and Resonance FM for continuing to provide a platform for Ukrainian voices, so please consider supporting the vital work of Resonance FM. During the course of um, today's programme, I will be speaking to a special guest and will be playing a selection of tracks as well as film recordings. But before I introduce my guest, here's a track by Lugovsky. This is um, Sirens of Kiev. So that was um, Sirens of Kiev by Lugovsky, which used the um, sound of an air raid siren recorded at the end of March 2022. And now it's a great pleasure for me to introduce our guest for today, Oleh Spudeiko, who records and performs under the name Heinali. Oleh, it's a great pleasure to have you here with us. Well, great to meet you too, yeah. <laughs> I always ask uh, all guests uh, to introduce themselves in their own words. So if you could do so, and uh, if you could tell us where you're currently speaking from. Yeah, I'm Alex Budeko. I'm a, a Ukrainian music composer and sound artist. I'm cur- currently in Germany, but originally based in Kyiv, Ukraine. I uh, think of my practice as a combination or reinterpretation of early music in contemporary electronic music and modular synthesis in, in particular. But the album that we're probably going to talk about <laughs> uh, today is a sidestep 
or a step away from this practice. It's kind of a step back to my past, because I was an ambient music composer, you could put it that way before. <laughs> yeah. We will indeed be speaking about your upcoming album at Keith Eternal, which is coming out on February 24th, which is also the anniversary of the um, full-scale invasion. Do you feel uh, apprehensive about that date? Yeah, I'm a bit worried about that because apparently Russia, or at least the, the government of Russia, really likes symbolic dates. So it's not just me, other Ukrainians are worried about that as well, because something might happen. Uh, hopefully nothing will happen. But yeah, uh, I mean, the, the album release date, it, it had to be. February 24th, unfortunately, because again, again, it's an album about Kyiv and it's symbolic uh, in a way because it's about the past of the city, uh, the, the peaceful past, about the Kyiv before the war, about the past um, of my, my personal past and the past of my, of my friends and other Ukrainians as well that we wouldn't be able to, well, we basically we'll, we'll never be able to return back to it, to, to you know, to, to return back to the time before February 24th, 2022. So it is about that. Could you tell us a bit about the making of this album and when did you understand that it was the right moment for you to approach such a subject? Yeah, well, I actually was supposed to release another album altogether. I was working on the Organa album before the full-scale invasion started and it was a ideological successor to my Madrigals album so it dealt with early music as well but this time with late medieval uh, high medieval music of the 12th and 13th centuries but unfortunately I had to stop all my research and all my work on this album because of the war and um, I tried to returned to it. I tried to resume it, this work, but it didn't really work. And I understood that I should probably, if I, if I want to do something, I should probably do something altogether, like different, altogether different. And um, I lived with this feeling that I remembered very clearly when I returned back from Lviv to Kiev. Uh, I spent a month, the first month of the war in Lviv because it was too too dangerous to go back to Kyiv that uh, in that period. And when I returned to Kyiv, I had like very very interesting experience. This feeling that uh, the Kyiv felt as if it is alive, it is it is as if the city was a living, breathing thing, and you wanted to protect it from harm some in some way, like you hug it, embrace it. Uh, I don't know, do do something to to keep it from harm. And it's, it's not just me, other people notice it as well. But I didn't really know how to, how to work with this feeling as an artist, you know. And only when I was in Cologne, it was um, around September or October last year, uh, during the art residency, artistic residency, I suddenly realized that I, I, I had my hard drive like uh, archival backup hard drive with, with me that I brought from Kyiv. And on this hard drive, I had enormous amount of field recordings and my 
basically my music archive of unreleased tracks, uh, sketches, different compositions. And I realized that this is probably how I can work with it. Maybe I could do a bit, I could combine field recordings from Kiev that I made with these small fragments, looped fragments from my musical archive. Most of these tracks, I would, I would say they more or less ambient tracks. Uh, and I think it was, not think, but it, it was intentional. Uh, I chose ambient as an in instrument to realize this, this, this project. So I, do, I don't, I actually don't think that I would have been able to do this if I was in Kyiv, so I still was in Kyiv because I was so immersed in the current situation there when I was there. I couldn't even think of something like that. I, I don't think I would even find any, like it, it wouldn't be even a valuable thing for me to do uh, back then. I, I needed this distance to make this album. So there is nothing that was um, recorded especially for this album, is that correct? Everything, basically, these are all recordings starting from the moment I bought my first pocket field recorder. It's a Zoom H1. It happened in, I think, either it was 2011 or 2012, something like that. And after I bought it, I immediately started recording everything. It's like, probably, it's when I spoke with other musicians, electronic musicians in particular, it's like a very... Uh, like usual thing, usually you, when you buy a field recorder, you you start recording basically everything around you. And uh, as I was in Kiev back then, uh, and like I spent all of my life in Kiev, and uh, I recorded Kiev, and I recorded the places in Kiev that were um, somehow connected with my uh, life. You know, uh, I used to walk around the city a lot, around the city center, and I would re record some of these works as well. Uh, and as well, uh, there are recordings that were made specifically for uh, research, because we, uh, I and my colleague Alexei Shmurak, we were uh, particularly interested in acoustic ecology of the city. And we did two, uh, two field recording sessions specifically to capture how the city sounds uh, kind of defined the sounds that uh, that that make Kiev Kiev like they that they are part of the uh, acoustic identity of the city and first stage was uh, I think it was during uh, around uh, tw uh, 2013 and the second stage was during the lockdown uh, it was 2021 I think January something like that so, something like that yeah so in the album it consists of both my personal recordings as well as the recordings that were made specifically for these research projects and we're now going to listen to um, some of these recordings as uh, Olya has made a selection of three tracks for us with a few recordings that he used uh, for the album yeah all of them are present give eternal uh, so basically, it's an like an option to listen to field recordings without music uh, overlaid on top of them. Could you introduce the um, first track for us? The first one is Rare Birds. It's uh, our. It, it was done for the sound art project, sound art installation uh, we did together with Alexei Shmurak. I think it was back in 
2017, something like that. And for this project, I performed several field recording sessions of the so-called shuttle bus criers. Uh, sometimes they are shuttle bus drivers as well. Uh, basically, these are the people who try to capture, uh, who, who, who cry out that destination, where are they driving to, and try to capture the attention of the people nearby, potential passengers. Uh, and they would do this in a very specific, like idiosyncratic way. They would develop over time, they would develop their own intonation, own way of crying their specific destinations. Like Odessa, Odessa, Kherson, Kherson, something like that. Uh, and they actually uh, resemble birds in a way that, uh, like birds in a the garden, they would try to outcry each other, outperform each other, and they would adapt to the surrounding noise, to the surrounding soundscape.
And we're back with uh, Olie Spudeiko, aka Hey Nali, to discuss the making of his new album, Kiev Eternal. So, Olie, um, did you take more of an emotional approach rather than a documentary one in your album? Emotional approach, definitely, because I wanted to, to remember, with this record, I wanted to remember how my life was before and to remember this, the past that I can't return back to. Of course, it was full of like different, you know, it wasn't all good and it wasn't all bad, like life of any person. But uh, the album has a certain emotional, I would say optimistic, not optimistic, but hopeful tinge to it. And yeah, I think it's, it's because I, I, wanted to, I wanted to stay hopeful about it. So it was like, a, I don't know, um, you know, like the, there's different types of melancholy. There is melancholy that is uh, dark melancholy and there's like uh, light melancholy, something like this. I don't know if, there, if this different difference exists in, in the Western culture, but in, like, in our Eastern culture, we kind of have this like light positive sadness and we have the kind of uh, heavy, like dark types of type of sadness and they're kind of different so this like this is more like light positive <laughs> i don't know melancholy like uh, so yeah because it, it is connected with my emotional uh, experiences in this city so was your production mode more intuitive and did it throw up any surprises or unexpected moments yeah i i couldn't say that it was totally unexpected but uh, I approached this album like probably everything I do experimentally, so I just try to combine different things together and see how they w would work out. Uh, some of them I knew that th this is, would be a great combination, like uh, a certain field recording with a certain piece from a musical archive, certain loop. But sometimes they they fit together as if they were supposed to be together, like it, it happened it just happened uh, in my uh, music editing software and at times it was experience that was very um, very powerful I I cried a lot while composing this album because I, I don't know if it's just me I, maybe it, it won't translate but for me personally this both these recordings and both these uh, both uh, the recordings and the um, musical compositions from my archive, they are not just pieces of music, they reference certain certain periods of my life, certain stories from my life, certain places in Kyiv that will be no longer as they were. Uh, so it was quite difficult, yeah, but there were definitely this, this uh, magical moments when when uh, you just like combine field recording with the loop from 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 your archive and uh, suddenly it, it 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 became it is it is becoming meaningful like in in, in mean, meaningful in a very powerful intimate emotional way and you don't know <laughs> where did how did it happen like it's just like you know a chance a, a few combination but yeah 
Time for some more film recordings from Olya. This is the um, second track selected for us from his archive. Uh, the second uh, field recording is the actually uh, I, I performed it I think two years ago uh, at Shulavka. It's one of the Kyiv districts where my studio is located and it's also <laughs> very well known for its bridge that well was in a very uh, bad bad state and needed re repairing and back then they uh, it basically uh, almost fell down but parts of it fell down and it was like a huge scandal in Kyiv and then they started to <laughs> to repair it uh, they did it quite slowly and there were quite a lot of noise and I and and apart from that, in Shulavka is like very famous for their second hands, uh, second hand stores. Like you would find um, second hand clothing there, um, and they would they would have some of these stores. They're pretty big, and they would have people who they they just hire pe hire people to talk into a microphone. Like <laughs> I don't know for 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 eight or nine hours, uh, trying to capture they they're trying to capture the attention of the passerbys to you know to uh, to invite them uh, into the shop, um, and uh, I found a certain sport there where you would hear both these um, uh, an announcers of the second second hand store. And the repair works uh, performed on the bridge, as well as the rush hour, because Shulavka is centered around Shulavka metro station, uh, which is like a very important for this uh, for for this district. Uh, it is absolutely crazy combination. It's uh, al almost psychedelic when you <laughs> when you stand there and listen to all of it. Um, and it was actually uh, almost like maybe a few days before the new year. Uh, it was quite cold back then, uh, and it was uh, during the night. <laughs> Я 
And we're back with uh, Olie Spudeiku, aka Hey Nali, to discuss the making of his new album Kiev Eternal. The um, titles of the um, tracks could be seen as clues, markers, and identifiers, like um, Tramvai 14, which is a track that opens the album. Did you um, seek out intentionally to recreate a sort of um, typography of the city? Well, they're actually field recording, uh, field recording names. So if it's tramvai 14, it's a field recording of the 14th tramvai. But you could record it, I could have re- recorded like any other tramvai in Kiev who have a lot of trams. But the, this particular uh, line, the 14th, is important for me uh, because it's, it connects my studio to the city center. So usually when I uh, when I decide to like go to to the city center, I have a meeting or something like this. That I would I would use uh, tramvai fourteenth or fifteenth, depending on. Uh, and of course, uh, this was the tram that I recorded because it was like near me. It was the nearest thing I could record in terms of public transportation. As well, for example, the Shulavka at night where I live, uh, where my studio is in Kiev. Uh, so all of these places are, are connected to, to my history of being in Kiev, uh, but there is no, uh, I, I didn't, I, I didn't intend to, to place them like a route, like you would go, if, for example, you would go through Tramvai 14 to Maidan Nazalajnist, but Tramvai 14 doesn't go to Maidan Nazalajnist, it's the, the second track, uh, Maidan Nazalajnist is the, the main square of Kiev and the uh, one of the central metro stations, underground stations in Kiev as well. And record, the recording is uh, of the underground station. Uh, so it's more like a, uh, you know, a, 
a dreamlike state <clears throat> when you you have this geog geography that is built not not uh, from the real topography of the city, but it mo it's more like constructed from your memories of the city. So it doesn't really make sense in terms of routes uh, or real landscape, cityscape, but it makes sense in terms of your personal story and your emotional connection to the city. I'm going to play now a film recording from a different tram. This is um, tram 12, recorded by um, Sound Weekend. Zubinka, Bulica Dubrovitska. This is Dubrovitska Street. Obarežno dveri začinjajuće. Nastupna Zubinka, Bulica Mikoli Hulaka. Please stand clear of the doors. Your next stop is Mikoli Hulaka Street. Будьте уважні. Оплата проїзду здійснюється в межах однієї зупинки. Несплата за проїзд є адміністративним правопорушенням. Штраф 160 гривень. Penalty there is 160 гривень. So that was um, Tram 12 from the uh, film recordist uh, Sound Weekends. You can find a collection of his um, film recordings from Kiev on his uh, Bandcamp page. And uh, if anyone was wondering, the penalty fare on trams in Kiev is approximately £3.50. But um, back with Olya and uh, speaking to us from Germany. Your track Tram 514 opens the album. Does um, Tramway 14 and or originate in Podil? Uh, it, it ends in Podil, yes, yes. Uh, and actually, one of the tracks is Silpo. Uh, it, it is, it's actually Silpo that is one of the Silpos. Is the, uh, how do I, it's a grocery store, like a big chain of gro grocery stores in Ukraine. A supermarket chain? Yeah, 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 like uh, uh, Sainsbury or something like this. In, in the UK, so yeah, uh, so it's uh, it's actually pre pretty pretty loved. Like pretty, it's a very popular with uh, Ukrainians, and usually it's um, it's considered like a good good store. But it's not just like a store; it's also one of the symbols of the Ukraine and, and Kiev. Yeah, it's I mean it sounds a bit like commercial capitalist, but. Uh, but we have like they they put a certain spin on it like it's not it's not your regular grocery store you know and this particular silpoa at Podil they had this uh, uh, how do you call it the clickers like they picking they they made this um, high pitched sounds at the cash register uh, when they check the like or the cashiers when they check the uh, scan the product products they. Usually, their devices they produce these like big, 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 big uh, high-pitched sounds. And in Silpo, particularly in Silpo mar markets, they sound different from uh, all the other markets, uh, all all the other stores, uh, grocery stores in Ukraine. Uh, and it's very well uh, pronounced, specifically in the uh, Silpo in uh, at Kordil. So, yeah, there was. The, the recording of Silpo as well. 
But actually, this recording was made uh, far back. It was probably made in 2013, I think. So it's one of the oldest recordings on the on the album. I mean, field recordings. And we're now going to listen to the track uh, Silpo from uh, the album Kiev Eternal.
So, um, Holier, um, let's talk a bit about the um, album cover now. It features a photo by Oleksiy Samsonov of a monument to the 16th century Ukrainian political, military and civic leader Petro Konasievich Saidachny. Saidachny, yeah, but it doesn't really matter. Like, uh, it could have been any other, uh, any other monument. How did you go about selecting the image? Uh, I don't have any specific connection to Saidachny or uh, the Ukrainian past. Uh, I didn't intend this connection. It just this particular photo. It actually stays, uh, it, it is uh, in Fadil as well. Uh, it's uh, prob it's right uh, right near the Silpo market. So it stays very, it's not far away. So yeah, uh, but it's just a coincidence, you know, it, it wasn't intended to. Uh, this, this is just like one of the symbols of the um, wartime Kiev. We have a lot of monuments there and all of these monuments uh, we try to protect them with the sandbags or something like that from explosions. And this is like a, a metaphor, you know, for hugging the city, embracing it, shielding it from harm in a certain way. I just wish we could do something like this with humans as well. Because I remember this particular moment when, uh, when I was walking, it was uh, March, late? No, it was April. Yeah, it was late April and I was walking around Kiev and uh, we had this uh, monument of uh, uh, Yaroslav Mudry at the Zolotivorota station. So it's like in, this, in the city center and it was protected with the sandbags and near the monument there was a very young couple in love. And I, I remember I even tweeted this like, I wish we could protect them. Uh, in a way, like we protect these monuments. At the same time, there is a political meaning in showing a historical monument wrapped in uh, protecting sandbags, as um, Russia has been trying to raise Ukrainian culture. Yeah, but it wasn't intentional in, term of, like, in terms of choosing the specific photo. I could have chosen different photo if I had like a photo of a different monument that I liked more. I would have chosen it. But yeah, now there is this like another layer. Uh, if if someone wants to 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 interpret uh, to have it like to to you know to uh, to think about it in this context, then I'm absolutely okay with it as well. Because yes, this is also the problem with this is that uh, our culture and our history gets erased every like uh, the, the last time it was uh, Soviet Union that that tried to erase erase it. Uh, and now it's Russia again, but in like uh, in a hundred years. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, a big issue for Ukraine. And as far as I know, right now, the occupied territories, uh, I, I remember that I read several articles saying that they uh, kind of, um, uh, how do you say, that they remove the artworks from the museums there and um, export them to Russia. So it's, it's not just the erasure of the history, it's also erasure of Ukrainian culture as well. It's actually one of the biggest problems right now, even with, I mean, right now uh, for, for the contemporary Ukrainian culture, because it's not very well re represented in the West, unfortunately. And I wish we could have resources uh, to, to do it.
and like strategic planning by our government, by the uh, Ministry of Culture, for example, to to somehow deal with this problem, to represent Ukrainian culture very well abroad, because Russian culture is represented very well. It's like <laughs> in Germany, like even during the war, you would see Tchaikovsky, Dostoevsky, Chekhov everywhere. But like Silvestrov, Latoshinsky, uh, any like other Ukrainian, yeah, you, you would, I, I mean, there are Ukrainian events, but they are not like very, you know, uh, mass produced. So they are just exceptions from the rule. Time for some more film recordings from uh, Olye. And the uh, final one, the third one, is uh, the recordings of the birds, bird songs at Botanichny uh, Botanic uh, Botanical Garden near the university uh, subway station, uh, as well as near the uh, Tarashevchenko National University of Ukraine, and it's a very like loved a lot of uh, locals and tourists enjoy this 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 small place because it's, it's basically a, a small uh, nice garden in in the center of the city almost in the center of the city uh, and uh, during certain seasons uh, of course the birds would would perform their wonderful songs and it Sometimes it gets very, very noisy, but in a, in a quite a beautiful way. Uh, and this recording, this particular recording, is um, probably one of the oldest. I think it, it is dated either 2012 or 2013. So, so even before the before the before the war, uh, because the the war in Ukraine started in 2014, followed by the full-scale invasion in 2022.
And we're back with uh, Olya. I'd like to um, talk about what could be considered the um, centerpiece of the album, the uh, eight minute long track uh, Night Walk, which is made of um, ambient loops. Would it be far-fetched or um, maybe predictable to say that it recalls uh, William Brzezinski's um, disintegration loops? And for those who are not familiar with the uh, disintegration loops, uh, this is a series of recordings tape loops that um, against the backdrop of um, the 9-11 attacks that Brzezinski witnessed from his rooftop in uh, Brooklyn. No, it's not far-fetched and actually this is was one of my what I what I was trying to uh, avoid and uh, accept as well because you can't really have an ambient album about the past and about something that is trying to, to, to catch the zeitgeist, you know, without refer, not referring, but acknowledging that there was William Basinski and disintegration loops. So I, of course, I, I had this album in, in, in the back of my mind. I had, I had it, but I tried to, to do something different that is not what William did with his disintegration loops. And I hope that it is different. Actually, even uh, when I was when we were choosing the cover artwork with the label together with the label, there were other options, and some of the options I intentionally discarded because it they were very close to the cover of the William Basinski's disintegration loops, and I didn't I didn't really want want this like direct you know reference. But of course, you, you can't really, I mean, it's, it's absolutely uh, essential work of ambient music and in, of music in general of the 21st century. You, you, you have to deal with it in one, in one way or another. You can't ignore it. Yeah. I'm going to play a um, short um, snippet from uh, William Basinski's um, Disintegration Loops now. What is your um, night walk about? Actually, the the night walk is uh, is uh, about. I think yeah, it it features both the field recording of the literal night walk around the city center and the ambient loop that was recorded. I think five years after this walk <laughs> took place, so it's like uh, a bit like. Uh, 
a journey in time as well. <clears throat> but emotionally, it's, uh, uh, I think, yeah, it was, uh, I had a, a very bad breakup back then. And I would just walk around the city, around the city center, and it would meet, it would make me feel less, you know, depressed and, and moody. Uh, and it felt as if, like, the city is taking some of this pain and I'm dissolving it, you know. So it's, like, very, uh, I don't know, intimate feeling. So this night walk refers to, to my this particular experience of mine. How do you um, see the future? And do you feel you have to build it from scratch after February 24th, uh, 2022 we i think everyone will build their future from not from scratch but it won't be based on what happened before the war definitely so i i'm hopeful that we will have this future but it will be it it won't be the future of our past before the february 24th 2022 if if that makes sense so because like uh, any past has their future, uh, you know, uh, the vision of future. And the vision of future right now is very different from the vision of future we had in this past. So this is like uh, very different uh, visions of future. And the future that we, I hope that we will have, we would have to build it ourselves, uh, not from scratch, but from something that is uh, something that is not lo is not yet lost, you know. It's like a reverse ontology. I don't know if that if that makes sense because usually ontology is about the the future that wasn't there, but like the you you had the past and you had a certain image of this future and it never arrived. But this is a bit different, I think. Or maybe it's ontological. No, I never. I have never thought about it in like ontological sense. But but now, like when we're speaking about it, 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 it maybe it makes sense because it, it is ontological in in this regard. That yeah, we we had a certain image of our future in the past, and we don't have it anymore. So like the future that was supposed to be here, it is not here. So yeah. Maybe I should think about it as well in this in this regard. Yeah, I'm afraid that's all we have time for. Thank you very much to our guest, uh, Oleg Budeiko, whose um, new album Keep Eternal is coming out on February 24th. You've been listening to uh, Ukrainian Field Notes with uh, Gianmarco De Ref for Resonance FM. You can read more interviews with uh, Ukrainian artists on the Experimental Music website. A closer listen. Please consider supporting Ukraine by donating to Musicians Defend Ukraine and or other charities and local grassroots organizations. Also please donate to Resonance FM to allow them to carry on doing their brilliant work. Long may they continue. I'm going to leave you with uh, Keep Eternal, the title track from Hey Nani's album. <laughs>